You're listening to a Corridor Business Journal podcast. This is Tom Selig. I'm a senior vice president of a bank. I used to be a lawyer. I like to make connections, and sometimes amazing things happen. That's what this podcast is about, when the magic happens. Today, my guest on the podcast is Jason Manson, who is the director of player development at the University of Iowa Football. It works in issues like diversity, inclusion, and equity, and also the new topic of name, image, and likeness. Try to do that to make sure that, you know, guys don't feel unwanted if they're not the guy. Because I've been in that boat, you know what I mean? I kind of know what it feels like to kind of go in between the cracks a little bit and, um, you know, have that that sense of uncertainty about yourself. So stick around. We'll be right back. This episode of Tom's New Best Friend is brought to you by West Bank, a community bank since 1893, providing full-service banking and trust services to businesses and consumers, nationally recognized by Raymond James as a top-performing community bank, prioritizing community, responsive to local needs. West Bank, member FDIC. Well, good morning. Uh, today, my guest on the podcast is Jason Manson. As uh, I, I know that we talk about this being my new best friend, but uh, I really haven't met Jason before. But my goal by end of this podcast, he becomes my best friend. So, anyway, Jason, thanks for coming. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah, now, my understanding is you uh, are the director of player development at uh, Iowa football. I am. And joined the program in, in June. Yep, June. And I guess this, tell us what, what, what you do in that role. Um, so my job basically is, I feel like I'm a liaison between the players and the coaches. Um, we help, and I have an assistant, Sam Brinks, uh, but we help the players pretty much navigate their way through the program from when they first come in, we onboard them in the summer and then push them, try to push them to all the resources that the school has for athletes, uh, for students in general, but as student athletes, they have a little bit more support. So we kind of guide them to those support systems um, and then as they exit the program we're going to be trying to help make sure that they're prepared for life after football yeah so I assume uh, your the, the biggest need is the the freshmen who show up they show up on campus and they're adjusting the whole thing yep. so is that how your time is allocated I means more more time with them as opposed to the seniors some summer is really busy um, in the development uh, aspect for Sam and I um, because of the freshman onboarding. So coming to Iowa as an incoming freshman, if you're not from Iowa, can be, even even if you are from Iowa, just the amount of responsibility that you have as a student athlete, you jump right in. Um, now there's summer school that's pretty much required. Sure. Um, plus training, you know. So we, we try to do an onboarding process. We work with student athlete, athletic service, academic services, and they do um, an onboarding program called Summer Bridge. So they're, they're getting uh, four to five weeks of a bunch of stuff thrown at them. You sure. know, life as a student athlete on campus, and we cover everything from academics to the social life, uh, living in dorms, all those different things. Uh, and we just cram it into a, a weekly session yeah. with, the, with the guys. Well, that's great. Uh, you're in the, your office is in the football offices, correct? Yes. But now technically you can't recruit off campus, is that right? Correct. But if, if athletes come for an official visit, I assume they can talk to you. Is, yeah. that, is that right? Yep. So we've had guys on campus um, since the summer, but um, more 
during the season when we have game day visits, uh, we give a presentation on just what I'm talking about, sure. kind of what we do with the players to make sure that they're successful and enjoy the experience as a, as a student athlete here at the University of Iowa. I assume the parents talk to you too to be certain they're sure we this get, whole thing's going to work out, right? We get a bunch of questions. You yeah, know, dealing with you know homesickness. How do you deal with homesickness? Uh, guys that need help with tutors and things like that. Oh, yeah. What do we do with that? Um, so we try to, you know, present ourselves to, to let people know that that is what we do. We guide them in those directions to those resources. We don't do it ourselves. We're not the tutors, but we, we have yeah. people for that, and we try to make sure that they know where to go it when things arise. It must be rewarding. It must be sort of fun too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's, I think it's always a challenge. I came from coaching, so I think it's a part of coaching. At, at various different levels, specifically at the high school level, you try to, you're you're typically that one person, that go-to person for the guys to get. And I'm, I'm struggling in this class. Can you help me with this, coach? Well, you might want to see a teacher first. And it's, yeah. Instead of coach doing it, I'm in the position to do it. Sam is in the position to do it, and we're kind of that liaison, that okay. bridge. Well, let's go back to the beginning. Uh, where 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 you grew up? I'm from Bloomfield, Connecticut. Born and raised in Bloomfield, Connecticut. Uh, had a pretty good high school career as a student athlete. Uh, playing wise, I, I was uh, four straight state championships, and wow. all four years we won it. <laughs> Holy smokes! Got one in basketball my senior year, so I played basketball. I played baseball as well, um, and you know that success athletically tied with academic success. I'm a, I'm a member of the National Honor Society. Um, you know led me to have a couple offers out of high school and took one visit to the University of Iowa and it, it felt like the place to go. Well, great. Who is, your, who is the coach that recruited you? Who is your main contact? Yeah, Coach O'Keefe. Oh, yeah. Uh, back then he was the offensive coordinator and quarterback coach. He's, he's here now. He's currently still the quarterback yeah. coach. Yeah. And uh, Coach Ferentz was the head coach. So those two guys haven't changed. Well, great. So you came to Iowa. You were a quarterback, right, primarily? Yes. And then you were here four years? Four and a half. Four and a half. Yep. Okay. Graduated and in four, and then I had my fifth year of eligibility because yeah. I redshirted my freshman year. And uh, you played some, but you weren't a star, is right? Is no. the role? No, no, it wasn't. You know, went from being a star in high school to being a pretty much a career backup. Um, Who was the quarterback when you were here? So my freshman year, Brad Banks was the starter. Oh yeah. Uh, the year after that, Nathan Chandler was the starter, and then the year after that, Drew Tate. Uh, yeah. We were supposed to be in competition. Long story short, I had an injury, put a screw in my foot, and he had a heck of a season. And, yeah. And, and, and threw the uh, Hail Mary to beat LSU. I remember that play, yep. I'm and, a Hawkeye uh, <laughs> fan, so yeah. <laughs> Which was probably, it's probably one of the most memorable plays of my career, you yeah. know what I mean, as a player. So, um, nonetheless, you know, that put me kind of in my role, solidified my role, and I had a pretty good experience. And, I, you know, it's part of the reason why I wanted to come back in light of, you know, the things that happened last summer. Yeah. So. Well, let's follow up with Broderick Benz. Broderick is sort of a friend of mine, and uh, uh, he is now head of, a div of diversity, inclusion, and equity, right? Yep. So I assume you work with Broderick. Yeah. And uh, tell us how, that's, how that all works now in, the, in your role and his role yeah, in it's, trying it's, to it's, improve it's the situation. Of, it's kind of funny because when Brod was coming in, I was on my way out, and we kind of crossed paths um, briefly and, uh, in the recruiting process for him. Um, and so we we knew of each other, and then over over the couple of years, I've reached out to get um, information on various topics, whether it was strength and conditioning or trying to reach, see how uh, he did certain things in his position in the past, um, 
And so now that he's doing the DEI stuff and I'm in his role, uh, we work pretty well together. I, I try to make sure that I um, echo what he's doing, you know what I mean? And because what the program went through last year, last summer, um, I think it's important that, you know, people, the team, we, we make sure we educate the team on current topics. And if there's an opportunity for people to learn, um, which is what Broderick is providing, learning right. opportunities, um, that we get our guys there and, and try to keep them engaged and broadening their horizons. And I think that's all part of, you know, having that experience um, not blow up out of, out of control like it did last year. Right. And Bragg said, I know I talked to him once and they had a book club. They were, they were reading a book about, you know, uh, inclusion and diversity and so trying to, uh, you know, expand the, yeah. uh, the group's it's, knowledge it's, yep. of the area. There's it's, so many different ways to do it. We do it with books. We'll do it with uh, – we'll try to do it with experience, some type of real-life experience. We'll try to do it with movies. We'll try to – you know, do it with current events that as they come up, and right. we'll keep having conversations. So, something that coaches is definitely trying to um, create a curriculum and have a year-round approach to it, as opposed to just singling out certain things that may happen, but kind of including it in the programming. Right. And um, so, I work. I, w- I will be working with Broderick a lot, Broderick a lot, um, and trying to implement, you know, some of the things that he's doing school-wide. Yeah, I think with the coaches, my impression is, I know, is that it's an awareness issue. Uh, you sort of get set in a certain way, and you sort of you think it's okay. And yeah. you, you know, things times have changed. You know. Yeah. But just like well, I guess in the old days, you couldn't tweet or whatever social yeah. media, but now they can. Is that right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And it's the players are so easily accessible now, and they have access to other things too. Um, so when things like I, 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 one of the topics we kind of discussed this week was uh, there was a player in the NFL for the Miami Dolphins that received like a racist tweet. Um, from a student at Rhode Island, and it, it made headlines. And uh, but it just reminded us that you know our kids are probably going through this. Our players currently are probably going through this. Um, you know, after taking the loss to uh, to Purdue, who knows what they could have right. experienced? But I'm yeah, sure I when I played and I and I threw those four interceptions, I Facebook was still pretty new, and they created a hate club. Club, you know, no, Jason Manson sucks. I remember it, what? and I and I haven't been on Facebook since, but. That's amazing. <laughs> Those things are real, and the reality is our players are dealing with that. So it needs to be on our radar, and we need to be able to educate them on how to handle it. Right. Um, you know, you know, you don't want them to internalize it and, and keep it a secret, but if we can protect them in, in any way, and we should be able to educate them on how to protect themselves. And one more question. I'm, I read about this thing called name, image, and likeness. I guess yeah. not players can sort of market themselves. Does that – are you involved in that? Are you how you handle that whole issue? It's brand new, as I understand it. Yeah, this is the first year that the NCAA has allowed it, um, and so far, uh, Ben Hansen has kind of been our lead on it. We can't necessarily do anything with the kids. We can't help them promote themselves. Uh, we can't help them strike deals with, with companies and things like that. But they are able to make money and make profit off their name, image, and likeness. So, I was reading an article earlier. Um, you know they can they can they can put their picture and name on a cereal box, right? And and, and make whatever profit off of that if they want it to. They can charge now for autograph sessions. Um, yeah, it's a whole bunch of different things that they can do. Are there rules now with NCAA or is that whole thing sort of? Yeah, there's you know, still rules. They have to, they have yeah. to disclose all the you know what they make and things like that. Right. So for, for me, you know, now I got to educate them on the financial literacy piece. Right. You know what I mean? They're gonna have to potentially file taxes and do all those type of different things. 
which they may not be aware of. Right. <laughs> it sounds good. You can make money, but uh, with that comes responsibility. And um, so we'll try to do our best to educate them on those type of things. Well, I assume this will be will grow as the years go forward. You know, people, you know. Pretty, I, I think it will grow. I don't think it's going to stop. Um, right. But it goes all the way back to when I was in college, there was a game called NCAA football. And I think they stopped doing it not too long after I left. But because, you know, people were complaining that college players should be paid. Now, I, I did read about your background. You were the quarterback in the famous Syracuse-Iowa game. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, I don't know how famous it is. It's famous for the defense. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Again, famous for the, for the defense. For the old people like me, we do remember, I think it was a goal line stand yeah. at Syracuse at, in, in the in the Cary Dome. Is that right? Yes, it was. It was first and goal on the one, and they ran four plays, and they didn't make it. They did not make it. But you must have helped on the offense because you won, what, 20 to 13? We tr I tried. <laughs> yeah, well, congratulations. I, 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 I'm, I'm a little scarred from that game. <laughs> I, threw, uh, I threw five interceptions in my high school career. Yeah? And in Syracuse game alone, I threw four. <laughs> oh, so, <my. laughs> yeah, it's a little bittersweet. We came out with the victory. So yeah. I, I, I try to tell people I'm, I'm undefeated as a starting quarterback. <laughs> But uh, they don't need to know how ugly it was for that's me. That's okay. Well, a win's a win. That's how you, that's how you figure it out, I think. No doubt about it. Well, then t after you left Iowa, you were coaching high school and some in college. Is that right? You stayed yeah. in athletics coaching? Yep. So I started in college. I was coached at a couple of Division three schools, um, Becker College, which is in Worcester, Massachusetts. And then um, I did a fall season there. The spring season, I went to Western Connecticut State University, another D Division three school in Connecticut. Um, after that, went to Milford Academy. So it's a prep school in upstate New York. Was no Keith coaching there too once? A Milford or someplace? Nah, not there. I don't, I don't, Maybe not. I don't think there. Okay. Um, I believe he did coach out of prep. He, he coached at Worcester Academy, okay. as a matter of fact. Um, but Coach O'Keefe helped me get into Milford Academy. I, re I know I reached out to him and he knew the head coach because they recruited some guys from there. Uh, Fred Russell and Sean Green. Sure. Both went to Milford Academy. And um, so I was able to get in there for, for two years. And then that led me to my first college, uh, my first FCS level college job at Central Connecticut State. So I was there for four years and then um, transitioned to high school. Uh, right. And I went to high school for the last, I've been in high school for the last six. Two You're a head coach there schools. though, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. For the last okay, six now, years, yep. Yeah, the reason I, I know of you is because my friend is a guy named Steve Shula's wife, Margaret, okay. is a friend, and she walks in Coralville, and she yep. met your wife. What's yep. her name? Tamika. We call, we call her Mecca. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Margaret was from what a nice person she was, and yeah. she, well, she's got some husband involved with a football program. He must be nice. So yeah. that, that <laughs> your wife is, uh, I guess, very, very friendly and an interesting person. Yeah, they, they, uh, they met walking. So oh, yeah. my, my, well, yeah, my right. wife... My wife normally works, and she's not used to not working, so she's kind of in a transition herself. And she walks during the day and yeah. met up with Margaret Mark, yeah. and Nancy and Pat and a bunch. There's a bunch of them. It's and, a daily, they, yeah, daily routine, they got, right? They got a nice routine. Now you have three children, is that right? Now who are they, and what, so we got, how old are they? We have three boys: uh, 13, 9, and 5. Julian, Jace, and Jackson. That must keep you busy. There's never a dull moment. <laughs> are, they, are they involved with like in, in athletic sports activities or yeah, other things? The, or? the oldest two are the youngest one. We're going to get geared up here, but they, you know, they'll play any sport under the sun. <laughs> you, you call it, they played it, or they will play it. Well, that's great. Yeah, well, that's fun. Yep. 
Okay, well, good. Well, and back on your on your job day to day now, like during the season, do you meet like you have a, a schedule with the players, or they just stop in, or how's that sort of work your routine? Yeah, I kind of uh, I don't have a, a set schedule to where I meet with the players. Um, during practices, if I'm if I'm, out, I'm out there at practice and I'm just observing, I want to watch uh, body language and I want to see how kids respond to coaching, getting coached hard, or how they communicate with coaches when things don't quite go right. Um, or if they're having success, how you know how they're right. responding to that. So I kind of read body language on both sides, and um, you know if I sense something like a kid is struggling, and I can go tell coach like, hey, when you said X, Y, and Z, the kid kind of shut down. You might want to go say something to him or have a conversation. Let him know where you're coming from, and vice versa. If the kid is frustrated, I can read that. What's going on? What's bugging you? You might want to go meet with your coach sure. and uh, just clear the air a little bit. Right. So trying to trying to do that to make sure that. Um, you know, guys don't feel unwanted or they don't feel like what they're doing is good enough if they're not the guy. Because I've been in that boat, you know what I mean? I haven't, I wasn't the star player um, most of my career. So I kind of know what it feels like to kind of go right. in between the cracks a little bit and, um, you know, have that, that sense of un- uncertainty about yourself when you're out there. So I'm trying to help those guys really find their way. That's great. You know, it was a, well, a year and a half ago, the whole issue arose about the racial issues yep. and equity and all the issue. But that seems to have, uh, have improved, and I assume you're involved in that, trying to provide guidance to actually the coaches and, and the players. Yeah. How, how, they're, how they're, they're treated and how they're seen, right? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was definitely something that kind of caught me off guard, caught me by surprise, um, that amount of players that actually spoke up about, you know, being mistreated and things like that. Um, I can't say that, you know, it was, it was, it, to me, it wasn't as obvious as they made it seem um, if there was someone we were here, but I never had that type of experience my right. per- personally. Yeah, right. And so for me, you know, I, I've always, since I've started coaching, I've always wanted to come back here and be able to coach at this level. Um, and, and when that stuff happened, you know, I reached out to coach immediately to see if there was any opportunity for me to get back in. And uh, because I wanted to be able to. Right at least share my experiences with some of these guys and help them navigate through it if, oh, if, if possible. And yeah, Broderick Benz was in the slot before and he got sort of promoted, right? Yep. Well, good. Yeah, he's 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 definitely got promoted and he's got his hands full. Oh, yeah. But he's, he's taking on that challenge uh, a full head of steam. So I think he's... Well, tell me about yourself a little bit. Now, um, like uh, family vacations, where do you guys l- like to travel or go to or... We haven't gotten to go many places yet. Um, you know, being the head coach at the high school level, oh, yeah. you know, you spend a lot of time pretty much year round preparing for football and, and we did other sports and then our kids are active as well. So it doesn't provide a lot of time for vacations, but I think uh, this summer we actually got to go to South Carolina, uh, primarily for our kids playing in, uh, AAU basketball. So that was part of the, the deal. And we tried to have a little vacation out of that. Um, but that was a, a fun experience for us. And then uh, we did do a Christmas vacation one time to the Outer Banks in North Carolina. Oh, yeah. Um, and even though it was winter in North Carolina, uh, it was a great experience because we, again, teamed up with some of our kids, uh, AAU basketball team, friends and families, and we had a nice a nice Christmas down there. It was different. Than so being I assume as far as hobbies, your hobbies are your family. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because they're and they're in AU teams, you travel. I assume they they travel around the Midwest or whatever, right, to play. There, they'll be. I mean, this will be the first year we do it out here. 
so we're still kind of get getting a feel for you know what's available and, and right. how how it's gonna shake shake out. Um, I would say on the East Coast it was it was a little easier because it's I, I feel like it, everything is a little closer. You know, right. I mean, you can go to Boston in an hour and a half or New York in an hour and a half, two hours. Um, out here you got a little bit further drive to get to some of the bigger cities right. where where there may be more tournaments. So we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. But yeah, it, it, the kids keep us busy for sure. That's right. That's great. Now, what about uh, movies or TV shows? What what things do you like to watch if you if you have time? I guess with, with your job and your children, that you probably don't have a lot of free time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, if I watch something on TV, typically it's sports. Sure. <laughs> I'm, wa- I'm watching whatever sport is in season. Yeah. Um, I'm sure the same way, so I, I can relate to all this. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm never a big fan of the beginning of basketball season. Right. But the last two nights, I found myself tuning in. It helped that we're on a bye week. Yeah. And um, I would say the first two nights have been awesome. Yeah. Some pretty good games. The next game and the Celtics game last night yeah, was well, crazy. Uh, double overtime, I yeah. think. I, yep. I, was, yep. I, I my son lives in Phoenix, so I was waiting yep. for Phoenix Suns game to come yep. on, and that that game kept going longer and longer. The <laughs> overtimes kept happening. Yep. And, and the night before, the, the Warriors beat the Lakers, which I think was a shocker. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was exciting to watch. I'm, I'm out here. I get to actually watch the West Coast games a little bit. Yeah. Because on the East Coast, I'm, I'm typically wiped out by that time. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. Well, good. So during the season now, do you travel with the team on the road? Do you, do you, are you with them all the time? Yeah. So we do have that, op- uh, that option. Um, coach doesn't mandate it. But because I have an assistant, Sam and I, We've chose to kind of like alternate. So um, he went to the Iowa State game. I ended up driving up with my family because it was close. Sure. And then uh, this Wisconsin week, he's probably going to go to that one. I'll stay here. Because we, when we do go, we leave a handful of kids behind. Sure. And so uh, the thought process is to keep somebody back in case something happens. There's, right. a, there's a go-to person that can kind of resolve some situations. Okay. So we do have the option to go together. Um, I think Coach would probably like us both to be there. But um, yeah, that's that makes sense because on the freshman, I, I assume there's maybe six to seven, eight players travel. Yeah, there's, and the rest I want to say there's about seventy, I believe. Yeah, right. And so we leave we leave a bind about thirty, thirty five guys. Right. Yeah. Well, good. Yep. Well, great. It's exciting you're here. I think um, it's been a great season, and I know we lost a game, but still, it's been uh, as a I it's it's remarkable. Yeah. The, the success of the program, you know? Absolutely. You know, it's been a great year so far. And every game's a challenge, I guess. It's a, Absolutely is. No one comes <laughs> here to, to lose. These other teams, are, <laughs> they're trying to win, too. It's never as easy as everybody makes it seem. Uh, you should just beat this team. But Well, Wisconsin, I have, I have uh, my daughter lives in Wisconsin. I have these two granddaughters who are now students at in Madison. So, got you. Uh, they're sort of Badger fans. So oh, this game uh, in a week or so is important to me. Got you. It's family okay, pride, okay. you know. All right. You got the Hawkeyes versus the Badgers. I, I, I talked to the uh, the linebacker group, and I, when, I, when I'm talking to the kids, I'm like, I figure there's a lot of hunting going on out here. I see a bunch of deer out. I figure there's some hunters on the team. And I, sure. I asked Jack Campbell and, and, and Seth Benson and those yeah. guys, you guys hunt, and they do. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, so during the summer I figured that out, and then, Every week this, you know, this year I've been like it's hunting season, right? And this week, we're, I mean, next week we'll be hunting for badger. So <laughs> it's, it's, right. it's worked so far. The boilermaker one was kind of tough. Like, how do you hunt for a boilermaker? I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, I understand that one. Yeah, they, they got us. But uh, we'll see if we, we can hunt for some badgers and, and come out with a W. Well, good. Well, this is exciting. I'm uh, anxious to get to know you better and better in the weeks ahead. And uh, 
you know, it's a very important role you have. And uh, the key is, you know, I guess all this is recruiting too. Those parents and players are they're, they're here to meet you and yeah. see you're the real deal or not, which I think you are. Yeah, I think that COVID hasn't gone away, but it's starting, hopefully starting to trend downwards and we are able to have people on campus more. So sure. I think that that will help. Um, for sure in the recruiting process as we get to meet people face-to-face and build relationships and things like that. Um, Both ways, you'll feel better about the guys we bring in and they'll feel better about the experience that they could potentially have here. Right. Well, thanks. Well, thanks for being my guest today. This has been interesting and learned a lot about Iowa football maybe and your background and what's going on here. So uh, we'll be in touch and uh, we'll uh, we'll have lunch sometime soon. Sounds good. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks for coming. (laughs) All right. Tom's New Best Friend is brought to you by West Bank. This Corridor Business Journal podcast is produced by Joe Coffey of Coffee Grande Studios. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at CB Journal.